0: This is Drew here, and I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 91.6. That's right, we're going back in time, and we're continuing our playthrough of The Witcher 3. Uh, we finished The Witcher 3 proper. We defeated The Wild Hunt. Then we went on to The Hearts of Stone. Which finished was better it. than I expected. Hearts of Stone was fantastic like yeah. I, I felt like I think I said it while we were recording Hearts of Stone but I feel like I enjoyed everything that I did in Hearts of Stone more than what I did in The Witcher 3. I I it was everything was just so tightly knit. It was a nice yep. probably 8 to 10 hours and it was like you were watching a very long TV movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. yeah I, I like
1: that narrative through line that made more sense there.
0: Yeah. It wasn't like you were doing a side quest that had absolutely nothing to do with what you were doing originally. It was everything you were doing had led up to something. And I really liked that. Now, we're moving on to Blood and Wine, which was the final DLC for The Witcher 3. Uh, this one was massive. People talked about it a lot, saying it was, like, one of the best RPGs of the year, and it was just DLC. Um, I know we always talk about our history. The the history is I knew what The Witcher 3 was, and I wanted to play it, and then I knew the DLCs came out, and I wanted to play them. That's pretty much it. Yeah, same for me. I
1: I basically ignored the DLCs because I said, you know, I, I... I don't care how great they are because I'm never going to experience them if I don't get through Witcher 3.
0: So I have owned The Witcher 3 and bought both DLCs piecemeal as they released because I knew <laughs> I was going to play them. I just didn't know when. Well, how yeah. stupid was I because I could have purchased this game when we actually finished it for 19.99 and it had all the DLCs with it. But, you know. I wanted to give CD Projekt Red my money. Because if there's a company out there that deserves it, it. they deserve it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so Blood and Wine. Um, Man. Uh, Once again, much like it did with Hearts of Stone, it starts off with a Witcher contract.
1: Uh, My my feeling going into this is... I'm excited that it's got vampires, but I'm concerned that I don't think it can be as good as Hearts of Stone.
0: Um, and I've st- heard
1: otherwise.
0: You still feel that way after playing what you've played so far? Yes. Okay. Hmm.
1: But it's still early, so I don't have a lot to go on. True. I guess all all that means is that nothing's really
0: changed. So I I get the, I get the feeling that this will be like we just said, Hearts of Stone was a nice eight, 10 hour compact story. Everything you did pertained to the story. This feels like we got a big story to tell you, but we also got a whole bunch of side stuff that doesn't pertain to the story involved.
1: Yeah, I've I've got one particular example of why I think this is true, but I'll wait till we get to it.
0: Okay. So, Geralt, however, we left him off, um, uh, is checking up on a Witcher contract. Um, it starts off with uh, a beast has been terrorizing. Uh, that, I, I don't, to begin with, Geralt doesn't know who it is is asking for this. It just said meet these guys. And Geralt knows them. Like when he walks. Apparently
1: he knows everybody.
0: Yeah, he walks, he walks into this little hut where these two guys are staying and they're dressed up in this very lavish armor. Yep, yeah, very colorful. Very colorful armor. They speak, and Geralt actually talks about this. um, They speak in a way that is very boisterous. Flowery. Very flowery is what he says. But um, it it feels like they're pretending to be these chivalrous knights that, you know, (laughs) like... I shall protect you, my lady, you know, with my shining steel, you know, kind of thing. It, it, they talk like that. But then yep. there's times where they don't talk like that. And it's all about keeping up with the the persona of these you know, very lavish knights in shining armor because they come from a different country. Uh They come from a southern country called Tushrant. Descent. Descent. Yeah.
1: France, basically in my mind.
0: Yeah, they they all speak with a French accent. French or Italian. Every once in a while it sounds like they're speaking almost like an Italian accent. Yeah. Um but definitely a French. And style. holy
1: crap, does this world look awesome?
0: It like, looks I'm glad we've been gorgeous. transported to
1: France because Jesus that it looks, looks
0: nice. So gorgeous. Um so before we get there. Uh, the, these two knights, I can't, I can't even think of their names. One of them's name is Milton.
1: Palmerin uh, is the other one.
0: Palmerin. Uh, uh, you know, and they have all these names, like De La Croix and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure they have probably 14 names. <laughs> you know, Perolin Dufont, Faye, Playa, you know, De La Croix. It just keeps going. But, um, uh, they're there and they're like, well, this village where we're sitting at, or this little town that we're sitting at, is being terrorized by some bandits. You want to help us with these bandits first, and we'll talk about your Witcher contract? He's like, sure. So, uh, we begin this whole thing with uh, trying to stop some bandits. So, one of the things this This DLC especially, I can tell, is trying to do is give the player choices. Like, they really try to nail it into your head that, hey, these choices can matter. Um, Because you get it right here. You can either decide to, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to kill these guys, or, like, hey, you might want to listen to these these weirdos in the, sh- the shining armor because we're going to kill you. And you get tons of those throughout this DLC, it seems like. And I, a little bit later on, I will bring up why that is. Because I think you may have ran into it, but I'm not sure. Mm. Um, so, uh, needless to say, we have to kill these bandits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we kill all the bandits and the, uh, one of the things I do like is the knights are like, where's all the townspeople? We killed, we killed the bandits. We saved your asses. You know, and the, and Geralt's like, they're afraid of you because we just murdered a bunch of people. (laughs) Uh, you, you're not going to get this. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, wonderful knight. It's not, this is not your home country. This is Valen. <laughs> no man's land. <laughs> but, uh, but they like, okay, well, let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's talk about what we really need you for. Uh, the High Duchess of Trissant has charged Geralt with coming to their country to stop this beast from attacking other people as it stands right now, there have been two murders that have taken place and there's something weird about the murders yep they are all being posed in certain ways
1: which color me intrigued anytime you want to start off a DLC or a game a bunch of mysterious murders and we need to go investigate I'm in that's, yeah. uh, you know that, that that's good enough for me to get me
0: there. So I'm going to make a parallel, a comparison. Uh, I don't want to get into it just yet because there's a few things that happen. Let's, let's go by story beats because th- this is pretty much a linear part right here. Like this first like quest line that takes probably like two hours to go through is completely like, go here, go here, go here, fight yeah. this, fight this, fight this. Um, so, uh, there's a beast terrorizing the countryside of Tresant. And uh, Geralt's like, okay, well, let's go. I'll see what we can do. Uh, so we travel to the country. I have no idea how long it took us to get there. Yeah, uh, I me mean, either. I would assume probably weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we pull up to Tresant. And um, the first thing, like Matt said, gorgeous scenery. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. The mountain in the background like the saturated like greens
1: and blues, it's just a very alive feeling. Yeah. countryside. It looks like a
0: painting. Yep. Um and then you got the giant castle in the background too. Yep. Always looming there. Uh but uh yeah, so as we're coming into the country uh a I, at first I thought they were going to be making a Don Quixote reference because there is a, there's a knight charging at a windmill. Yep. <laughs> and I yep. was like, Oh, well, we're going to do Don Quixote. But then the windmill explodes <laughs> and a giant crashes through it. Uh, and uh, so begins our first boss fight. Uh, so this night, knows the other two knights that we're riding in the town with and like, Oh, we got to stop this, this giant. Uh, this giant was a pushover. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought he was more serving the role of like slightly keeping you on your toes, but more just like you've arrived. Here you go. Here's here's a fight. I didn't, you know, I, and it happened so early in, in this DLC. I was like, yeah, this clearly wasn't meant to be a challenge. But you know, kind of j- just kind of like a set piece,
0: right? So, um, killing the giant, um, we uh, technically saved the knight. The knight's like, okay. He's like, you can have this trophy, Geralt. You help me fight this thing. He said, I'm going to go get myself another trophy. In fact, I'm already scheduled to go do it in the tourney. I'm like, okay. So apparently, there's this large festival going on in the country and uh, a tournament is going on and that is the reason why the Duchess is calling upon us because this tourney has been in the works for months and tons of people from different provinces have come and she wants to keep try to keep this under control before other people start to think hey Maybe Tressant's trying to kill our people. <laughs> so he's trying to make sure no kind of, you know, international incident happens. So the first order of business is checking on the witnesses and the bodies, trying to get as much evidence as we can, go to the crime scene and see exactly what kind of monster we're dealing with. So we start with uh, the most recent kill which was a body that was found by a fisherman in a river or or the lake it was a lake yep uh the body was strewn all in his nets by the time we get there the the knights have already surveyed the area and have removed the body because they're taking it to a morgue so Geralt does his own investigating, um, and he's able to find uh, a few things out. Firstly, there's a couple of things that the townspeople are talking about. So after he investigates the area, he goes up to the local tavern, and there's people talking. And one of the big takeaways is that they believe that it is some kind of a creature that is punishing certain knights who aren't going by their code. A lot of people think it's hogwash, just some beast. But Geralt thinks there's something to this because, well, all of the bodies have been posed in certain ways that reflect the virtues that the person may or may not have been going by. Yep. Kind of like your, your seven deadly sins, but here kind of the opposite. That was the parallel that I was going to make was this is essentially seven. Yep. (laughs) There is a killer going around killing people based on these five virtues, much like the seven deadly sins. um, so that was when I was like, "Okay, I'm in, I'm yep. in." We're 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 trying to solve a mystery. Who's going to be next? Who's who's not chivalrous here? <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like this as a as a kind of an entry point into you know, let, let's figure out you know, there's a little bit more mystery here, but also this first investigation was when I realized that it's been a while since I played The Witcher because I actually died once fighting the uh, the the upgraded enemies there by the water.
0: Oh yeah. The ones that explode.
1: Skurvers. Yeah. They're called skurvers. Right. I actually died once fighting them and I was like, Oh, that, uh, was unexpected. (laughs) Maybe I should pay attention to what I'm doing. (laughs) Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, that controls, I, you know, I, I was leaping a bit awkwardly or, you know, I guess the problem here was I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention. I forgot just how much in this game I'm always kind of, Jumping off to the side and kind right. of striking it, circling around enemies uh yeah o- only the one time you know certainly not uh actually a hard spot of the game, but just uh kind of told me to pay attention a bit more,
0: yeah, and you'll you'll definitely learn that in an upcoming boss fight, so uh the five virtues uh the chivalrous virtues of Trissant are valor honor compassion, wisdom, and generosity. Um, so, so far, we have had three murders. All of them have been older knights that have served their country already and have possibly maybe transgressed against one of these.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thought, is that they're no longer upholding these virtues. Exactly
0: but we know it's some kind of a beast because after examining a body, which I should get into, we go to the morgue, which is in a small little, uh, villa. They're keeping bodies in a cellar. as yeah, Like, a, like make-
1: a wine cellar. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: a, a, a makeshift, um, kind of morgue. Uh, as we get there, we notice there is, well, there's a naked woman standing over a body. Um, and, uh, we had noticed that woman from the bar. Geralt had noticed her. She had a cloak and a hood over her head. Uh, Acting
1: mysterious, watching you as she's leaving.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I was assuming this is, oh, I was like, when we first saw her with, with the hood on, I was like, okay, so she's going to be a major player. She's going to be maybe the, the femme fatale to Geralt. Yeah. Uh, no, she's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and we murder her here. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and, and not a great long-lived vampire.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. So she's a Bruxa, uh, which is a type of vampire. Yep. Um, and she was standing over the body that was uh, mutilated and left in the fisherman's net. Um, Gerald really didn't have much to say to her. He just shows up, and he's like we don't have to fight. And she's like, no, we do. And well, we killed her. I didn't have much of a trouble here. Uh, so obviously vampires have some, some powers, uh, they can teleport. Um, they can do a lot of the whole, where did they go? And then, Oh, they're behind you. and about to leap at you kind of thing. Yep. Um, but I found that as as long as I keep hitting the dodge button, even when there's nothing around, nothing can hit me.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I, I kind of like this fight a little bit because it, it, it was one where I was able to experiment a little bit because you know it's still early. I haven't really had some intense combat, and you know just trying to figure out all right what can I do. I'm, I'm thinking about my my abilities here, and I ended up using uh, Yurden to create like the, the the trap, the trap basically, and yeah. that worked. To, so it would stop her from moving around. So I'm like, ah, oh, I, I like that. I You know, was able to just kind of figure this out and instead of just brute forcing it, which I do with most, most bosses, right? It's just dodge and attack and dodge and attack.
0: So So,
1: yeah, not too hard once you slow her down.
0: (laughs) Did you, um, did you use the vampire oil? I did not. Mm. So I've got superior vampire oil, which I think does 20% more damage to vampires. I could be wrong. Seems well-placed. It is very well-placed. It made that fight go by in about a minute, tops. I was just like, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, the next fight, the next boss fight we have, not so much. Well, I take that back. The second to next boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, after killing her, we then examine that body that she was standing over. um, And uh, we find a few things, so we find um, there is a new hand there. So he has three hands, apparently. Yeah. yep. And we're like, okay, well, this is obviously not his hand. <laughs> so we're going to take that with us. He kind of just puts it in his pouch. <laughs> uh, but one of the big things that he finds is uh, stuck in the mouth, or technically in the in the throat of the body, was a coin purse with some coins in it. That felt especially seven... That felt especially Seven or Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Um, so I, he was like, okay, so I get it. This guy, sometime in his life, decided to go against generosity. So uh, after that, we uh, decide to go and tell um, the two knights that have brought us here. Hey, this stuff's going down. <laughs> um, they're at the tourney, uh, getting ready to, I guess, set up security at the tournament. I can't. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but the the guy Milton is there, and he is basically talking to children, giving them all these wonderful stories. Um. And once again, I the reason why I bring up the whole choices thing is because they're giving us dialogue options that feel like they don't mean anything. So when he's talking to the kids, he's like, "Is it always right to do the right thing?" Yeah, you know, or or, or is it always right to help your friends, or is it, you know, or if you know, why does a thief always have? Uh, he can have, rely on friends or he can only rely on other thieves and then you don't want to rely on thieves kind of thing. So they give you the option of like, yes, it's always good to do right. No, you always, you can always do whatever you want or it depends sometimes. But the thing is, is those dialogues, nothing happens. You know, the story still ends. Yeah. I'm like, okay, these mean something, I think. So anyway, we tell him, Hey, look, we figured it out. We got attacked by a vampire. I'm pretty sure these are vampires that are attacking these people. Uh, and they're attacking them based on these virtues. Uh, so, um, as we're having this discussion, they're getting ready to have a tournament fight. Uh, particularly, the guy who was gave us the Trophy of the Giant, the fight in the giant, he is now going to be fighting another monster in the arena. And Geralt's like to prove to prove his love. Yes, and Geralt notices the monster. He knows what it is. I can't remember what the monster's called. A Shalmar. Shalmar, which is a monster that is always blind. <laughs> so it, it looks like a rock. It looks like a rock. It looks like a big rock, like a roly poly kind of thing. <laughs> and um, uh, it's blind. But it uses sound waves to figure out where its enemies are. So to combat that, they tied large bells to its tail. So it can't see anything basically. And you have the option of saying, okay, let's, let's watch this fight. Let's, uh, you know, fight well kind of thing. Or, you know, you're doing some really bad things to this monster. Which I chose. I chose you're doing bad things, this monster. Yeah, me too. Typically these monsters will leave people alone, but you guys captured it and now are kind of torturing it. So, uh, unfortunately during the fight with, uh, the knight, the bells come off and Geralt realizes that and says, okay, he's about to get killed. We need to get in there. So we have another boss fight with this monster. Um, and the trick here is to use ARD to send a sound wave. It makes it roly-poly towards you and it will run into the walls and its belly will be exposed. That's when you can hit it. Um.
1: Otherwise, rock rock beats scissors.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, majorly. So, um what ends up happening at the end of this, we beat it. It's laying there. It's not dead. And the Duchess is like, finish it off. Geralt. He's like, Nope. Or sure. Finish it off. So which one did you do, Matt?
1: I, I spared it.
0: I did too. I did too. It's like, there's nothing wrong. It didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. This thing, the only reason why this thing is a threat because you brought it here. So I spared it. Yep. Um, after the fight, we then talk with the Duchess. She's finally uh, come down from her pedestal to talk to Geralt. She's like, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and this is when we start realizing, oh, this could potentially be an international incident if there's a whole bunch of ambassadors from other countries here and murders start taking place. <laughs> yep. So she wants us to be as discreet as possible and take care of this beast. Geralt then tells her, hey, there's a pattern here. They're going after, whoever this beast is, is going after older knights who have strayed away from their virtues. And that's when she gets the realization that one of the knights that we came with, Milton, May very well be our next target. Oh, crap. Where is Milton? Well, later on after the tourney, they're going to have a scavenger hunt. And Milton is playing the hare. The object of the scavenger hunt is to find these clues, and it will lead you to the hare. And Milton is playing the hare. So now Which he, he seemed very excited about He was very excited about it. He's like, I cannot wait for you to see me in my bunny costume. And we're like,
1: okay. This is what's become of the Knights of Toussaint.
0: Yeah. So um uh we now have to participate in the scavenger hunt because, well, it's already started. <laughs> uh so there are three things that we have to find. Um we have to find the horn of a unicorn, uh, the golden fish, or the golden trout, I can't remember, but it was golden fish. Yep. yep. And, uh, the egg of a phoenix. Well, um, the Duchess says, I'll go for the egg of the phoenix. You find the other two. So, uh, first thing I did was go find the horse. So it's not actually a unicorn. It's a horse with a, a horn strapped to it, uh, but this horse is skittish, so we have to lure it with some carrots. Uh, then we had to go find the uh, the golden fish, which is in a lake somewhere. So we go to the lake, we dive in, use our witcher senses to find it. I found a whole bunch of fish with candy in it, Yep, uh, but I eventually found the right one.
1: I like the uh, all, all the comments you get from the people above because it's kind of a cool scene. There's a lot of people, maybe couples, strewn out on these small little boats, kind of peacefully taking in the evening. And they're all just like, oh, he's so uncouth. What is he even doing here?
0: Did somebody just dive in?
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you can tell this is a very well-to-do area.
0: And uh, my favorite part is uh, Geralt finds the right uh, golden fish. It gets pulled up out of the water by a guy. And he's like... I found it. And he's, he's presenting it. he's like, I found the treasure. And then Geralt just walks up. Like he get, like, I love how he gets out of the water. He gets out of the water. He, he's obviously pissed off cause he's wet. He's shaking yep. off the water and just walks up and grabs the, <laughs> grabs the fish out of his hand and smashes it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the two point. Like he didn't just take it and run. He took it and just smashed it right in front of everybody. Yep. <laughs>
0: and then grabs, grabs the note, and walks away. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the hell? <laughs> it was so good. It was but me- this, but
1: the, this kind of scavenger hunt though is is the thing I mentioned that I it it didn't seem to matter as much to me as what we did in Hearts of Stone. Like even just not even necessarily story wise, but like when we're at the wedding and we've got a bunch of tasks we need to do with the wedding. That whole scene was was really great because you, you see Geralt in a new light, and it's funny, and you know you've got the possession versus you know versus Geralt, and you know in the in the way we're interacting with people, it it felt richer. This just felt like we need something to do. Here, go find three things. Other than you know, I, I, it gets Milton out of the way. It's your excuse for finding Milton. I get all that, but I felt like there there should have been like one more layer here for me to like it as much as the actions and hearts of stone.
0: Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, sure. They, they just spice it up with a little bit of comedy here and there, uh, but I just, yeah, it, yeah. It, it felt because it didn't take long. That's yep. the thing. When you're at that wedding, you're at that wedding for an hour.
1: Yep. This you was know? good, but whether they had said, go find one thing or three or five, it just seems kind of like arbitrary.
0: It's busy work. Yeah this felt like busy work while everything you were doing at that wedding meant something
1: yeah and even like even if only indirectly like the number of times that there are you know that there are people hidden in the background or you know that you get that little com- comedic banter like the, it was just rich like even if what you were doing wasn't any you know any more engaging than what you're doing here finding a golden fish like there was just there were more layers to it
0: yeah I completely agree,
1: but to your point, this didn't take very long. So that that maybe was richer because it was meant to be, and right, it you know it's a bigger part of of that whole story. And this is just a you know basically a small diversion. Yeah.
0: So um, we meet back up with the Duchess. She has the uh, the golden egg, or the no, it's the, the phoenix egg, and um, we have to solve a riddle. Where is this person? I can't remember the riddle. I'm not going to ask. It was, in, he's in the greenhouse. <laughs> yep. Um, so we rush to the greenhouse. When we get there, unfortunately Milton is killed, but we caught the guy in the act. The beast is there. He looks like Nosferatu. He's got the long claw like fingers.
1: Yeah. I was going to go with a mix. I was actually going to say, He looks like a Buffy vampire.
0: He has that face, the the grimace face. Yeah. Uh, But he has those long fingers. That's what always got me. Yep. Um, And so begins the pursuit. Geralt's chasing after him. He's teleporting and running at the same time. Um, We finally catch up to him. He ran into a barn. Detlast's his name. Yes. Say it again. Deplaff. Dept D E T T L A F F. Death laugh. Yeah. Um, but we find that a little bit later. So, uh Geralt decides, all right, well, I caught the guy. You've you've been killing innocent people. And he's like, Innocent. They're not innocent. And so, um, not much talking here. Talking after the fight. Yep. Uh So we have the boss fight. This one was a little intense for me. Uh He teleports a ton. <laughs> and you have to pick your spots. Because it seems like the only time I actually get hit in the Witcher is whenever I attack too greedily. Yeah, you get that extra swing in. Yeah, get that one extra swing in and then all of a sudden I got hit three times. So, um, but yeah, um, I didn't have too much of a fight. It was like, like I said, it was intense. I was using, um, uh, the shield. What's it called? Uh, shit, what is it called? You got Yarden, you've got Axie, you've got Ig- Ard, Igni. Igni. It's none of those are. Quinn? Quinn, that's it, Quinn. I'm using the shield. So I kept putting a shield on. It gave me an extra hit. Um, but uh, after we beat this fight, I think technically I didn't beat this fight. <laughs> huh? I don't
1: think I beat him. Like I don't think you can lose here. Uh, looking at it, because so what happened in my game is you know we were both down. Like I didn't think he was that hard, but apparently I didn't win. Also, uh, I had him down pretty low in health, but I was also pretty low. And then what happened is he was about to like stab me through the back, and Regis comes in, jumps in front of him, and gets stabbed himself through the chest.
0: That's that's what happens with me. Yeah. But I it, it, maybe
1: that's just normal.
0: That cutscene didn't trigger until after I got his health all the way down.
1: Uh, all right. Maybe it was. I, I didn't know if I beat him or if he beat me
0: because
1: hmm. I, I was almost dead at the sa- at that same
0: time. Yeah, I definitely wasn't almost dead. So. Okay. so yeah, um but yeah, but well there you go. What happens next? Um he teleports away and it's one of those where Geralt's looking around trying to find him and then he teleports behind Geralt and as he's going in to stab him with his long fingers, a man jumps in the way and gets stabbed through the chest. And as he's pulling out his hand from that guy, the guy then starts talking to him, telling him, I told you to go and regenerate. Get out of here. You need to leave right now. And that guy, the murderer, runs off into the night. Or day, depending on what time of day it is. So um that's when Geralt's like, who the hell is this? He turns around, and he's like, it's been a long time, Geralt. Geralt immediately recognizes him. Regis. And they have a banter that I don't completely understand, because I think this guy is from the books. So, apparently, Regis, at one point or another, his body was melted. And turned into a column? Or, yeah, it, the, the, or well, used in a wall? Yeah, like they, they say he's like a smear at one point. Yeah. So I don't know the backstory of Regis. Let me look him up. Regis, not Regis filming. okay. Regis <laughs> the Witcher. Emil Regis Rochelich. Terevith Gerdfroy. It rolls off the tongue. Yes. All right. So. Better known as Regis was a very powerful high vampire. Uh, he first, uh, when he first met Geralt of Rivia, he was the barber surgeon of diligent, but surprisingly intellectual for one of such profession. Uh, see here. In August of 1267, during the Second Northern War, he was staying as at his small summer cottage near Fern Carn, an old Elven cemetery way off the main roads, and thus relatively free from being disturbed by the war. However, this also meant Geralt and Zoltan's company, also trying to avoid the roads, of fear of being killed by the Nilfgaardian army, came across the cemetery just after dark. Regis quickly hid, but the group, uh, extra paranoid with the thoughts of ghouls being in the area, spotted the movement and investigated only to come across a fragment scent and various herbs and spices. Using the scent trail, Geralt followed it to the hollow Regis had hid in and demanded he come out or else he'd stick his sword into the hollow. Regis then appeared, introducing himself and... Uh, after questioning why he was there invited the group back to his cottage. Once there, Zoltan went to talk with him before calling Geralt to come see what was inside Regis's home, and the group was quickly joined by all of the men. Uh, they drank moonshine. However, Regis abstained claiming that he had made a pact to himself to not drink again so the rest got drunk. Blah 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 blah. I just want to know what happened to him. Okay, this is all obviously in the books. I just want to see what happened to him. Holy crap, this just keeps going. <laughs> okay, yeah. h- here we go. Uh, Regis's words soon became reality when early the next morning, Geralt hastily returned from his contract and told everyone that he'd be ready to head out within an hour. Um, Vigil Forts. Uh, the group, uh, then made their way through several mountain passes, enduring blizzards, and at one point spotting horse tracks and started out of nowhere and ended just as quickly before they finally reached Striga Street, Stiga Castle. Once there, Regis uses his abilities to sneak in and have the gates raised allowing the rest of the company in as they fought their way through the castle Regis flew off to scout around and soon found Siri under attack and quickly dispatched the men before making his presence known by biting and drinking from one of the attackers however Ciri ordered the vampire to go and warn Geralt Um, Regis later came to Geralt's aid and fought against him wow it doesn't actually tell me what happens to him here well we he
1: died he got smashed
0: alright Regis flew in and attacked and distracted uh, and attacked the distracted mage however the mage had a weapon uh, for every opponent and literally ripped the vampire apart before uh, Geralt could stop him he proceeded to melt Regis and the column he was against into little more than a lump hmm. so this mage burnt him to a crisp and melted him To the wall. So, I say all that to say this. During this conversation, Regis says that the murderer, the guy that just left, found him and brought him back to life. Obviously, since he was a vampire, he can't actually die. Which is a bit different than the way vampires are usually
1: handled. I mean, if you squashed most vampires down to nothing, to a lump,
0: usually they're dead. But this vampire, what was his name again? Detlaf? Detlaf. Detlaf found him and used his own blood to regenerate Regis. Regis now... Um, feels like he has a debt owed to him because he saved his life. Regis also tells Geralt that, hey, he's maybe murdering people, but he does this for a reason. And Geralt's like, well, what's his reason? He's like, I don't know what his reason is, but this guy wouldn't be killing these people if it wasn't for a good reason.
1: And actually, he's a lot like you.
0: Yeah. Yeah He's a lot like you. How many people you killed, Geralt? No. And did you kill them for a reason? So, um, Regis then tells Geralt, "All right, look, there's more to discuss. We'll figure out what's going on with him when we can track him down and talk to him. Just let me talk to him first before you start going on a killing frenzy." And he says, "All right, meet me at my place. I have discreetly set up." And he flies off in his little cloud of smoke, his vampire smoke. The um, the uh, knights bust in, and they're like, "Okay, what's, where's where's the vampire?" He's like, "It got away. I'm gonna be examining the area. You guys just leave. I got this covered." <laughs> So Geralt's like – the funny thing is is after that all the guys left, I immediately just left the barn and the guys are just walking away saying, okay, we'll handle your witcher stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I think – I
1: feel like I checked and it said, yeah, there's nothing here.
0: Yeah, I did. I did too.
1: And I just thought that was funny. He just spins a line and, yeah, like you said, he he immediately is like, yeah, all right, I'm out
0: of here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So at that point – the, the main story kinda stops and you gotta do, you gotta go to the next quest. This is about three quests in from the beginning of the DLC. This is where I said, okay, let me go and do some side quests. So this is where I began doing some of my side quests. I have to say, there's a notice board. If you go to a notice board in blood and wine, you're going to get like four quests guaranteed. Ah, nice. So, like, I went to two notice boards. I have probably about eight quests sitting in my quest line right now. Or my quest log. So I decided to do some of those. Uh, The one of them I did was called uh, Till Death Do You Part. Which was... I'll be honest with you, a useless story. <laughs> the only thing it was, was there was a guy who put a, put up a contract saying, Hey, there's a cemetery. I live next to a cemetery and there's weird noises coming from the cemetery. So we go to the cemetery. Originally, Gerald uh, Geralt thinks it's bandits. There were grave robbers. Uh, he goes down there, found some grave robbers and kills them the noises start happening again while he's down there. He goes to a room, investigates it, sees nobody, doesn't sense anything, leaves the room, and the noises start back. We have to go back into the room, and that's when he sees there's two ghosts. These two ghosts are of a married man and woman. They are arguing constantly, every single night, for all eternity. Mm -hmm. So finally you have to decide... I'm moving somebody's body to another place and you have to make a choice of whose body you want to move. And that's it. And does it matter? No. (laughs) It has nothing to do with vampires. It has nothing to do with anything. It is a small little side story that I found slightly just like, I don't care. Hmm. I did a Witcher contract. Uh, which was with a guy who was wanting to do some adventuring. Uh, he was a rich fellow who was a wine, like a, uh, I what do they call him? I guess. Is, is, it, is it a wine brewer? What, what what do they call those people? Uh, yeah, what do you call them? I guess they're wine brewers? No, that <laughs> that can't possibly be right. The winos? <laughs> I don't know. A, a winemaker. It's I don't not know. like
1: a, a ventor, is it?
0: Is it a Vinter? Hmm. But he was wanting Geralt to basically escort him. He has this weird device that he puts on his head that can capture images that he looks at. Also known as a camera. <laughs> Um, and he wants to take these pictures uh and have Geralt escort him because he wants to take pictures of some pretty dangerous things. Uh this was probably about a fifteen, twenty minute uh side quest. Um, it was a contract. It wasn't a side quest. There's side quests and then there's witcher contracts. This was a witcher contract. Um and, uh, you had to fight like these underground worms, like underground giant centipedes. Yeah, it seems to be,
1: uh, I fought quite a lot of those in my side quest as well.
0: Yeah. They must like them. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, he, he was actually a pretty good guy because he was like, yeah, I, I take these pictures because my daughter likes them. And it started off with, yeah, so there's peacocks everywhere in Toussaint. You can hear them everywhere. <laughs> Well, so, all right, I have to bring up this because, so when I was in primary school, when I was a little kid, the primary school was directly across the road from a giant farm. In fact, I'll tell you this, the giant farm it was, I don't know if it still is, but was in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's largest Easter egg hunt. At one point we used to have the largest Easter egg hunt ever. That farm also raised peacocks. If anybody has ever listened to a peacock, if you've ever heard it call, it sounds like it sounds like somebody yelling help. <laughs> it sounds like a little girl or a little boy yelling help. Look it up. Look up a peacock call, or or better yet, just look up peacock help, because there's a ton of people out there that that say it sounds like that. That's weird. I've seen them a lot. I don't think I've ever heard them call. Mm -hmm. Um, The fun, fun fact, the reason why I say that is because the primary school was directly across the road. You would not believe the amount of times the police would be called to the primary school thinking that little children were yelling help because of the peacocks. (laughs) <laughs> anyway so there's peacocks everywhere so this guy who's taking pictures he's like my daughter who is she's she's it's not bedridden she she was she's in a wheelchair essentially she loves peacocks and she he i want to get a really good picture of the peacocks doing their feathers you know and he's like well they only do that during mating season and that was like a month ago He's like, well, is there a way to get him to do it? So I had to brainwash these peacocks <laughs> using uh, the the sign, <laughs> and it was to, like I found a whole flock of them, and I I had like six or seven peacocks just going wild. They were just like like having their like their their feathers out and they were fluttering them and stuff like. That. I was like, God, this looks insane. And he he finally took a picture of them. <laughs> And then we get attacked by a bunch of uh, giant centipedes. And he's like, here, I'll help. And he's constantly taking pictures as you're fighting these things. And if you're looking at him, it blinds you. <laughs> Instead of actually helping you? Instead of actually helping you. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I did that contract. But I did a side mission that I think plays a very big role in this entire thing. So there is a side quest that I found called – I can't remember what it's called, but it has something to do with the five virtues. Did you do this uh, one, Matt?
1: No, I only did one big side quest.
0: Okay. So I what,
1: thought, the way you just said that, I thought it was going to be this one. but
0: Oh, well, all right. I'll well, tell you what. We'll save mine. What was your side quest?
1: Mine was called Turn and Face the Strange.
0: Okay. David Bowie.
1: It's uh, uh, apparently – so I didn't go searching outside quests, but this is one that kind of comes to you. I don't know if this happened to you after you finished that last quest as you're walking through kind of the square. A little kid comes up to you and says, hey, I have a letter for you from Triss. Right. Did you do that quest? My letter was not from
0: Triss. It was from Yennefer. Ah, makes sense. (laughs) Uh, I did not do that quest, but I do have it. That's the one where you go and find the documents about the professor who was experimenting with other Witcher mutagens, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. And by then by the
1: end of that you actually get the ability to have mutations. So it changes it changes your character abilities a bit. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty important side quest, I think. Okay. I will make sure to do that the next time I play. I think it gives you like a whole new Basically a whole new set of abilities.
0: Okay, cool. Would you say they are vampiric abilities?
1: Well, I haven't actually installed any of them yet. I think you may need to collect mutagens and actually work them into your character. So I I haven't done anything with it yet, but I have finished the quest and I have the ability to get mutations now.
0: How hard was the quest? Like, Was it long or anything?
1: Uh. I guess compared to some of these other side quests, it's a little bit long, but not, you know, not more than 45
0: minutes, I would say. Gotcha. So I will suggest the next thing you do, Matt, Mm. is the one that I'm about to talk about. So on a notice board somewhere, there was somebody saying it was talking about the five virtues. Like, are you chivalrous or something like that? I can't remember what it was. So I went to this island and said, go meet this person on this island or go investigate this island. I go to this island and there is like a lagoon on the island. As soon as I step on the lagoon, Geralt says, why am I walking on water? He's actually walking on the water. And in the middle middle of this lagoon, there is a old man just sitting there and he wants to talk to Geralt and he says so you're here for a reason do you want to be virtuous and Geralt's like sure I guess I don't know if that's really my thing though (laughs) he's like well if you can prove that you are virtuous you see down in the lagoon there is a sword." Nobody can reach the lagoon, because if you step on the lagoon, it's solid. Only a virtuous man can take the sword. And he's like, do you know the five virtues? And there's these stone tablets on this island that describe the five virtues. When you accept this quest, your reward is going to be that sword. From what I understand, this sword is very powerful. But the quest is an ongoing quest. You have to prove you're worthy of being virtuous by showing the five virtues. So, one of the five virtues is generosity. Mm. When the little boy gave me the letter, you had the option to say, thanks, or here's five gold tip. I gave him a five gold tip. Quest has been updated. You showed yourself to be generous. Oh, interesting. I yeah.
1: think there was another one of those too. If you spared the Shelmar. I think that's one of them. That is one of them. Interesting. I didn't know what I had any reference to.
0: Yep. So make sure you go and do that quest, <laughs> <laughs> or at least start it. Yeah. Um. And they are retroactive because I had already spared the the Shalmar, and it. I went and looked at the quest line, and it said. You showed yourself to be merciful, and so, yeah, everything that you you've chosen so far will count to that. But I would at least go and get it. So so far, I've found myself to be merciful and generous. So I just got to do a few more things. Um, but that's all I did. I still need to go and meet with Regis Filman.
1: And do this other quest. It's it's a nice meaty one. There's some good little puzzles in it. It's,
0: it's a good little side quest. Okay. Did you continue on or you still need to go meet Regis?
1: Uh I did one more mission after this.
0: Okay. So you went and met with him? Yep. Okay. That's as far as I got.
1: Had a nice long talk with
0: him. All right. And after that long talk, you still feel like you're not going to be liking this as much as Hearts of Stone.
1: Well, I mean, when I say that, when you say that in isolation, it sounds negative. But if I were to say I like it as much as The Witcher 3, that maybe sounds like a positive. I just, I I, I don't know. So far, it doesn't necessarily feel quite as tight as Hearts of Stone did.
0: I don't think Uh, it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I I guess I don't really expect it to be. So I'm hoping that the other parts of this will make up for it. And that, you know, I'll I'll find some great side quests and Witcher contracts and maybe even get more of those in on this DLC than I ever did for The Witcher 3 proper. Uh, So, you know, I'm obviously looking forward to seeing where it goes. You know, uh, we've got a mystery to solve here, so um, I'm in. But I don't know. I, I just... I feel like I'll only like it as much as The
0: Witcher Three, but you know that that's certainly not a bad thing. No, not at all. Uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. I, I like the I like the setting. I like the characters so far. It seems like it's pretty interesting. I'm still waiting on the, the the whole thing from. You remember the first reveal trailer for The Witcher Three that made us say, "Hey, we need to play through all the Witchers." There was that one scene where they open up the coffin and there's a vampire there. And he asked if it's like 1830 something and Geralt's like, no. And he says, well then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting on that. <laughs> Cause this, apparently it happens in blood and wine. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm yeah. ready for it. So yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm enjoying what I've played so far. Grant, I've only probably put about three hours into it. Maybe. Um, I know I need to play more, but, uh, it's been crazy and it's, <laughs> it's going to continue to be crazy, but we're going to get through it. Uh, I don't have any emails. Um, if you would like to send us an email, it is drew at com. You can also tweet to us. I am at drew Leachman. Matt is at R E M G S and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix down. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know how long is. I don't know how many episodes it's going to take us to get through this. I I kind of want to do a lot of those side quests just to see where they go.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't feel an urge to rush this. No, because I I still haven't actually done many of those Witcher contracts in Witcher three, so I I, I wouldn't mind taking some time to explore, especially you know th- there's a lot to see. The countryside's gorgeous. You know I. Just getting kind of re-familiarized with the Witcher, exploring a bit, I, 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 all, all of that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Um, we're going to be back next week with uh, more uh, Blood & Wine. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. Stay safe out there as usual. And we'll be back next week with a continuation of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Blood and Wine.